Dave, uh, this is a kind of a difficult guest to explain. Would you tr- would you take your? Uh, well, you remember the yeah comedian, the SNL comedian Chris Farley. Of course, right? And, yeah, and perhaps my favorite character, and perhaps yours as well. Yeah, was his motivational speaker. Right. right. Yeah. Down the down by the river guy. Yeah. Matt Foley. Yeah. Well, we found the original Matt Foley, who's the inspiration for the bit. Oh. Well, let's uh, get him on. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. So I feel like we should also, before we get to our guest, uh, you know, go back down memory lane a little bit and listen to a little bit of Matt Foley on Saturday Night Live. It goes like this. All right, how's everybody? Good, good, good. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's such a classic. I, I, there's actually a comedian here in in Chicago. I don't know if you know about this, uh, Matt. That does Matt Foley. He does. He, that's his his bit. He he travels around doing personal appearances at as Matt Foley. But you are the real one. We uh, we don't have Chris on the show. We don't have the the comedian. We have something even better than that. We have the real Matt Foley. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you for reaching out and having me on. Yes, that is correct. There's a lot of uh, YouTube videos out there of people impersonating the real Chris Farley. But uh, there is no way of capturing Chris. He's just outstanding and uh, quite an effort on his part. Yeah, no question. Now, uh, you don't live in a van by the river. Uh, we know this. Uh, in fact, you're a, a priest. Isn't that right? Correct, correct. And Chris was there when I got ordained, and Chris was there when he uh, when he uh, saw me uh, do my first Mass and I heard many Chris Farley confessions. <laughs> well, we can, we have no uh, time constraints here, Matt. If you, yeah, well, you have. I uh, know there's, there's there's a, a privilege yeah, there. The right? Yeah, the confidentiality. Yeah, yeah, that's all sealed. That's all sealed up. But uh, a lot of that stuff, they people love uh, sin better than they love grace. And unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, Chris's uh, exploits and uh, sins out there for people to consume. Yeah. That's true. But so you guys were friends going way back let's talk about how you met chris in the first place so i was the uh, president of the market rugby club i was a sophomore 1982 chris was a freshman oh same age, same age as us exactly. you're born in 63 <laughs> right well, you're born in 63 yeah i was born in 62 chris was born in uh, 64 okay but chris is uh you know chris showed up at uh kingfield uh, dr martin luther kingfield just uh north of the campus at Marquette, pretty uh, tough field to play on, and showed up in uh, Doc Siders in a (laughs) pink shirt and uh, Argyle shorts, and he showed up for practice like that. And uh, this portly young man that was very preppy at that time, I thought this poor soul is just going to get, you know, hazed to no end, but uh, 
Little did we know he would take over the team and take over um, the life of Marquette with great entertainment. So Chris, yeah, was quite an image to see the first time I saw him. So even back in college, you knew that he was a thing, right? Or, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can't even imagine having Chris Farley. Like, Rick's my college friend, and quite frankly, yeah. not all that exciting. Right. But Chris Farley, <laughs> my God, having him as a college friend. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris was a show stealer. I mean, he was just, you couldn't top him. I mean, there was one, as a freshman, usually you uh, live in the shadows, but he never lived in any shadow. He, uh, one time we were at a backyard, they'd have these big beer trucks pull up at Marquette, they're drinking OJ 18, and you know, these big Kager pucks trucks pull up. And in Wisconsin? Wait a minute, they yeah. were drinking You didn't have Wisconsin? any, there was no, <laughs> there was no carbohydrates <laughs> there, were there? Yeah. Just just one or two, uh-huh. just carbo training. But he, you know, a bunch of the rugby guys got up on the um, top of the truck and started dancing to the music. And, of course, people yelled, take your clothes off. And Chris um, was up there. Everybody got down after one, but Chris was down to his uh, skivvies, uh, still up there, two, three game songs going on. You think of, you, know, you see that Patrick Squeezy, right, uh, right, Squeezy right. thing. That was yeah. Chris baby before Saturday Night Live. That's who he was. The, the Chippendale, at heart, a Chippendale dancer. <laughs> not, you could not body shame Chris Farley. No, that's great. You know, that's why it's funny. Yeah, it's, that's that's right. why it's funny. So tell us the first time that you saw Chris use your name for his iconic character. Okay, you are. Yeah, tell yeah. us that story. Did he tell you in advance? No. So what happened, he was... Um, he was at Second City on Wall Street, and I was on the West Side of Chicago in North Lawndale, and I could go see Chris. I, I I don't I don't drink. I didn't drink at the time, and so I could go see Chris late night. And I went and saw his show, and I went by myself, and we were going to hang out afterwards. And he had developed that character with Bob Oden, Odenkirk, yeah. okay. and it was a development of his combination of his dad and his old football high school coach at Edwidge High in Madison, Wisconsin. So he came out, and if he knew somebody who was in the audience, he would use their name. So, so example, uh, you know, he'd come out if Brandon Herman was sitting in the audience, he would say, "My name is Brandon Herman, and I am a motivational speaker." <laughs> and so I'm, you know, he comes out of that door just like he does on that skit with David Spade. Comes out that door and says, "My name is Matt Foley, and I'm a motivational speaker." So we went out afterwards. And I kind of slunk down in my seats, but nobody knew he was talking about me. He said to me afterwards when we're out at the bar with a lot of the cast members, and he said, hey, I'm never going to change that name. So then he brings it to Saturday Night Live. He calls me the night it's going to go on and says, yeah, you're going to be on TV tonight, and uh, you better watch. I said, I'll watch because I always did. I always supported him from a distance, and um, there he was in all his glory. Oh, wow. So from the time that he used your name at Second City to the time it was on Saturday Night Live. What kind of period of time was that? Was that? You know, I think about three or four years yeah. before he got it out. You know, you know, Chris, you know, when you start as a first-year person at Saturday Night Live, you're yeah. kind of more in the, in the reserve role, so right. to speak. Right, And then as he became that guy that was like, this guy's really funny, and he had his own, you know, the Chris Farley show and, yeah. You know, interviewing guys like Paul McCartney. And- <laughs> Do you remember is- the time you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that was yeah. one of my favorite bits of all time. So they saw his skill set. He's they saw his charism, and then he brought that character out. So let me ask you this: uh, the notoriety that you have because of this, uh, 
Um, does that help uh, or hurt your current work as a priest? Does it ever, do people ever say to you uh, as your, you know, Father Foley, uh, just coming to the, uh, I don't know, the local uh, garden club to talk to the ladies, <laughs> do they ever say, do the van, do the, do the van by the river thing? You know, it, it's always been a blessing. I mean, it really has. I've been riding his coattails for a long time. Uh, it's really gave me an inroad to a lot of different uh, communities. Now, I mean, it's been, you know, he's been gone almost 26 years. Yeah. Oh, is so it's it a little bit different. Long? You got to wow. talk to old people like me. You know, the, the young ones don't have Mature, idea. Matt, not old. <laughs> We're the same age. It's mature. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not like Taylor Swift, you know. It's it's not a big hit. So, right. But he's um, he opened up a lot of doors for me and speaking to a lot of different people. It was really helpful to be quite frank, it was really helpful when I was in the army because I would use that skit uh, for uh, some of my uh, training videos that we would use, and I'd use that skit about going home and not uh, doing something stupid on deployments. Uh, so it was very helpful, very very helpful. You know, I find it fascinating. You joined the army at age forty-five. I don't. Uh, Rick and I could barely walk when right. we hit forty-five. Uh, they, would, they wouldn't have taken so, us. I'll be honest with you. I think. I think this is, let's go into this a little bit. You joined the Army at 45. Tell us about that journey. I mean, it's not typical, obviously. Yeah, well, I wanted to get into the missions in, in Africa. And then the, the, my boss said, you know, I don't want you to do that. So I said, how about the Army? I, my uncle had been a Army chaplain in Vietnam. He did two tours. My brother uh, was, uh, uh, at that time, a lieutenant colonel in my college roommate at Marquette. I roomed with both of them, were uh, both in the Army. And after 9-11, and then, of course, uh, going into uh, two countries, we were so short of chaplains. I said, well, let me go into the Army. I've always wanted to do that. I had a great example. And so I went in at 45, and the Army put me into the 82nd Airborne. I learned how to jump out of planes and then uh, did uh, four deployments uh, from 2008 until 2013. I was very blessed. It was great. Kevin Farley came over uh, my first deployment with the Lieutenant Dan Ban and uh, did some mm. MC here. So I was able to capture some time with him, which was really cool. Wow. So it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful place to be in the Army. The Lieutenant Dan Ban, that's with Gary Sinise, right? Is he... Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. Wow. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, Kevin, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it was great. You know, I wish you know, I wish Chris would have been alive. He would have been over there entertaining troops, and that would have been uh, really a blessing. But uh, his brother was there, and uh, Kevin and I have kept in... I met Kevin a, a couple of times over the year. We used to be in radio in Chicago, and these guys would come in as guests. You know, when, when Farley was on, Chris was on, you know, several times at the radio station, his brother came by. And I, I, t I got to know his brother a little bit. His brother sounds exactly like him. Like he, he could does. do he could do the voices of Chris if you needed it, like to go back in the movie and he's actually done this a few times. I like to overdub or something. Yeah, like, like overdub stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's still I just saw him the other day up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, doing some of his stand up comedy, so it was great. Were you at the Mars Cheese Castle? Face. Was it the Mars Cheese Castle? Where were <laughs> yeah, No, no. <laughs> what? It was it was an exotic uh, hotel along the coast of Kenosha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Matt, what's your favorite cheese? We got everybody from yeah. Wisconsin. We ask, what's your favorite cheese? Is it a peppercorn? What, what is it? You know, I kind of like uh, I kind of like Colby. Okay, oh. wow. Okay, that's that's the first Colby answer. So you're still now you're in our neck of the woods. You're in Arlington Heights. We're, we're actually in, in Mount, Mount Prospect, Prospect right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Could have had you. Could have had you live in the studio. So tell us what you're doing now. I mean, I went on the. You're doing some wonderful work, to, and you know, tell us what's going on now. Well, they actually, I got moved out of uh, Arlington Heights, better known as Action Heights. Now I'm on the south side of Chicago, oh, okay. in Gage Park, and I am um, uh, at a place called St. Gall, St. Simon, and I'm in a pretty much uh, all Latino community uh, between uh, University of Chicago and uh, Midway Airport. So it's really action-packed down here. Gage so, Park is where uh, Martin Luther King had... Uh, one yep. of his rallies. Market Park. Yeah, yeah Market right. Park is right down the street from me. Yeah. Are you a Sox fan or a Cubs? Are you a Brewer fan, probably? I'm a Brewer fan, sorry. Are you, yeah. are you a Packer fan, too? Uh, correct. Oh, oh this, is going, this is going so yeah, well. Um, so I want to tell you a little story, and I need actually a priest's point of view here, because I don't think I've ever mentioned this to a priest. So I was. A, I hope you're sitting down, Matt. This is this one's going to be a little rough. Okay, honey. so yeah, I've heard it all. He can't. Yeah. Talk. Okay. He <laughs> so I was as a groomsman at Rick's wedding thirty-two years oh, ago. Thirty-two years ago. Congratulations. And, yeah. Thank uh, you. To me or him? What <laughs> um, And you know, during the mass, I don't have to tell you. There's a point where you have to take communion, right? right. Is that what it's, that's called? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not of the faith. Well, don't you think that Rick? should have warned the Jewish guy what was going to happen on you know during the mass because all that night uh, through, after the after, it was it was bad it was bad after Father the Foley. mass everybody came up to me and go is that the body of Christ in your pocket or are you just happy to see me because I didn't know what to do and I put it in my pocket I yeah. had no idea but don't you think don't you think Rick should have mentioned something to me beforehand yeah, he set you up for failure. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. my fault. Right. It's my fault. Right. There was a motivational speak. You know, you can use that as you a motivation. You could hear the gasps in the church, Father. Yeah. I mean, you could hear the gasps. Like, what is he doing? So how well, can you, be- guys are, you guys are still together. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah we are somehow. <laughs> right, when he said anniversary, it's our anniversary yeah. of 32 years. We actually got married. We're, yeah, we're the ones who yeah. got married. So how can uh, Matt tell us how people can follow what you're doing, great work you're doing, keep in touch, all that? Well. Oh, I'm, you know, you can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Instagram. Um, and you can also go to uh, St. Gall uh, website and you can see what we're doing down here in the, on the great south side of Chicago. But, you know, I, I try to, you know, you know, work and serve and just keep a low profile if at all possible. I, I enjoy uh, just uh, keeping underneath the, under the radar if all possible. What, oh, which a, masses are you are you covering this weekend? Well, we got eight masses here, so oh, oh uh, wow! I am actually doing I think four or five of them, and I'm preaching at all of them because we sometimes take turns like that. So I'm at uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, and then one at seven p.m. Can I can I ask you an inside uh, priest question? Okay, Rick's Catholic. Yeah, I'm I'm Catholic too. Okay. Um, okay. When you do uh, a lot of masses like that, are you are you repeating your material? Are you do you have like uh, let's say you're doing the nine o'clock and the one o'clock? You, you you're pretty sure you're not going to get repeat customers, so you're pretty much running your same material. Yeah, correct. I mean, I, I preach. Uh, we work together on Monday morning and work on our uh, our message, and then we fine tune it throughout the week, and then it's the same message. Now I preach in both English and Spanish, so sometimes do you really? You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have different examples. Yeah, six Spanish masses and two in English. So, wow, you uh, speak fluent Spanish. 
Yeah, I, I, I served in Mexico for six years from 94 to 2000. That's when Chris died when I was in Mexico. Oh, so, wow. Uh, that was, uh, I had to come back for his funeral and uh, put him in the ground. When was the last time you had seen him alive? I saw him uh, that summer. I came up and uh, we went out and hung out with the Cheesecake Factory. He was living at the, he had a rented apartment at John Hancock. Right, yeah. That day. Went and worked out. And, uh, you know, Chris liked to work out. And so we worked out at uh, one of the clubs downtown and then um, went to Cheesecake Factory and uh, hung out pretty much the whole day. The Cheesecake Factory in the Hancock underneath. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. I used to work yeah. in that building. And that's how I ended up seeing Chris as much as I did because I worked at the Loop radio station in that. They, they were yeah, man, the, man cow was there too. Man right? cow was uh, was friends with them, right? I and mean, they hung out yeah, a I, of, of sorts. I think they kind of a mutual, um, like showbiz mutual, friends. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Right. Not not real like Matt Foley friends. Not that I knew of. Yeah. Well, Matt, this has been a, a, a thrill for us. Uh, it can tell that you're a good guy just yeah. by talking to you. And thank and, you for serving. Well, yes, all the service you've yeah. done. Military. As a Catholic, let me just say also, um, thank you for all you're and, doing in the and church. Thanks, thank you for citing with me that Rick did that should have mentioned something before. Yeah, that. yeah, he should not have allowed you to feel yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is my fault. I yeah, but thanks for being on the show, Matt, and uh, best to you. Oh, God bless you guys. Thanks, thank buddy. you. Bye bye. And when he says God bless you. <laughs> There's that some, means something. There's some credence. That means yeah. something. Yeah. Right. Good guy. Well, yeah. Thank yeah. you. That's uh, that was kind of a fun chat. I mean, you want minutia? I, I never really would have thought that there's a real person behind that. There was a real right. person. Number one, right? And number two, that it was a priest. Yeah. Based on that character, you know, it was kind of a. Well, he's his name. It was. Yeah. You know, no, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Uh, and thank you for. Uh, for uh, Brandon Herman for uh, booking the guy. Yes, we should also thank our executive producer Tony Lasano mm -hmm. uh, with Opie Shows. Uh, Opie is uh, hippo spelled backwards. O P P I A H shows. Uh, we should thank uh, Ed Silla yeah. with Radio Misfits distributing our show. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with a brand new episode of... The New Shaman Celebrity Edit. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including OpieShows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?